twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Teamster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today, we'll talk about using two-way radios for restaurants. We'll discuss the advantages of using them, the types of radios used, and offer some recommendations when choosing radios and accessories for use in restaurants. We'll also review the Motorola CLP 1040 radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. Okay, let's talk about food. Yummy. One of my favorite toppings. More specifically, using two-way radios to serve it. All right. Two-way radios for restaurants. We we talk to a lot of restaurant owners here in, you know, a typical week. And uh, it's because two-way radios are, are popular tools for restaurants. Most restaurants you go in, you see they're using some type of communication tool, usually a two-way radio. And there's some reasons for that. Two-way radios are the answer to a lot of common problems that restaurants run into. Some of these problems are uh, like long waits for seating during peak periods, um, slow response times by wait staff, long wait time for food to arrive at the table. Like if food sits at the window too long or gets cold, cold food has to be reordered. Reorders create waste and, and all this costs money. Miscommunication causes confusion and incorrect or incomplete orders. Uh, yeah, that, you know, that causes more delay and, and, you know, that wastes more time and money. Exactly. I guess this all comes down to efficiency. Mm-hmm. And um, radios really allow instant communications between cook staff, wait staff, hostesses, well, it enables everybody to work together as a as a team, as a cohesive team, and in a uh, more cohesive manner. Exactly. You know, the long waits, the slow response time, everything else. The final result on this is you get irate customers, you get negative reviews, and then you have a a poor reputation that develops for your restaurant. You know, and that can pretty much seriously, you know, that can shut a restaurant down over time. That's right. And everybody has had some good experiences and some bad experiences in restaurants. I can think... What what kind of bad experiences have you had? Oh, I've had quite a few. I've, I, You know, I've eaten out a lot, as you can... Well, you can't see, but I can, you can tell. I've <laughs> eaten out a lot. guess that. <laughs> and uh, and I've, I've had some good experiences in restaurants. I've had some bad experiences. Um, I've had some that are very memorably... That are very memorable as bad experiences... Um, Anthony, you eat out a lot, too. I'm sure yep. you've had quite a few bad ex- Well, what what happens when you have a bad experience at a restaurant? Yeah, it's, you know, it 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 really leaves, you know, quote, unquote, a bad taste in your mouth. Um, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you know, it's, it, 
even if the food is the greatest food in the world, if you have awful service, it's going to still, you're still going to have that thought in your head that, you know what? Yeah, they make a great, you know, because usually when I go out to dinner, I've got something planned afterwards, going to a movie, going to a concert, whatever. Yeah, and, it's a you night know, out. I go and I go, you know, sit down to eat and go, okay, I've got, you know, two hours before I've got to be at the movie or whatever. And, you know, it takes time. Um, if it takes time at the restaurant, it, it, it does leave kind of a, you know, sour taste in your mouth. But I do go to a restaurant in Charlotte that, that does use radios. Mm-hmm. And it's downtown Charlotte. We sell them the radios and their earpieces, but they have it down pat. What they do is basically they have a, a front door. Mm-hmm. You walk in this front door. There's always somebody standing there at the front door with a radio headset on. When you go in, you go up these, these escalators to the top of the – to get inside the restaurant. What they always do when they're down there at the bottom is is they ask your name. You know, I'm, I'm Anthony Roquet, party for two. I've got a reservation at – 745 that guy will call the receptionist the hostess and let him know mr roquet's here she'll come back and go table's not quite ready yet table is ready you know if the table's not ready they give you a a, a couple tokens to go to the you know the bar to sit down and have a drink on them you know that that sort of thing um you know if they're ready send them on up you know but the communication is fantastic. Yeah, I really like the way they're they're communicating from one person to the other, and they're they're ready for you when you get there. You know the wait the wait staff doesn't use radios, but there's always somebody within arm's reach. You know that if a hostess or a waitress or a waiter needs to get a hold of the kitchen, a manager, whoever they can, um, and they're they're Johnny on the spot right there to take care of whatever situation you have, whether you've got a complaint or a compliment or whatever the case may be, they're able to, and this is a big place. It's a mm. real big place. And, uh, you know, if the manager's on the other end of the, the building there, or if he's back in his office, they can get a hold of him. You know, he's got his surveillance earpiece in his ear, boom, goes to table 52 and, and takes care of the problem. Um, That's pretty good. But I think a lot of people can benefit from, you know, especially bigger restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're maybe like a little mom and pop hole in the wall type place, you know, it's it's iffy. But the bigger places could definitely benefit from them. Oh, I, I could see even in some cases, uh, I've been to restaurants where even smaller restaurants could really use better communication. Because, you know, for instance, if I'm at the table, and, and this is one of my pet peeves, um, if say for instance I'm looking at the menu, the waitress comes in and says, "Well, you ready to order?" And I have a question about something on the menu, or I say, "Okay, do you have this on the menu?" Um, and then she says, "Well, wait a minute, let me go back and check." And then she walks back in the back, and then we don't see her for three, four, or five minutes. And right. then she'll come back and say, oh, "Well, we have this on the menu, or we don't have it on the menu." Well, if we don't have it on the menu, then if she had told me that before, I could have just picked something else out, and we. Could have had our order placed already, but we had to wait four or five minutes for her to come back and tell me that it wasn't on the menu. Or, say, for instance, if she's making the order out, um, and then she goes back and back, and then she comes back and says, you know what, we just ran out of this. You know, if she had a radio with her uh, right then and there, she could have said, hey, you know what, uh, do we have enough orders for this? And right. if they could say, oh, yeah, we're, we just ran out, she could tell us right away, and then we could choose something alternate you know, some alternate item on the menu, place your order, and we'd get it that much faster. 
So I can see the advantage of having an even smaller place. And all of those minutes add up. If you're adding a minute or two to every table in the restaurant, oh, yeah. think of yeah. the money this is costing. In the restaurant industry, everything is all about turning tables, getting people in and out the door quicker so you can get more people in, and it becomes more profitable that way. And exactly. uh, radios really pay for themselves in no time from what we've seen in restaurants because of the efficiency, the increase in efficiency that they provide. I mean, just cutting out a few minutes of wait, you're, you're making your customers happy, mm-hmm. and you're able to turn tables quicker, get more people through the door, which increases your bottom line. Well, I've had a few bad experiences in restaurants, and um, one of the most notable ones, in fact, one of the worst experiences that that I've had uh, that really almost ruined the whole night was was on our uh, wedding anniversary. My wife and I had our wedding anniversary. She had um, rented a, a condo for for the night away from home. We had somebody take care of the kids, and we were, it was just going to be the two of us. We we're going to have a really nice dinner out and just spend some time, just the two of us, you know, just just relaxing. And, um, and what happened was we had uh, picked a Japanese restaurant. Now, this was on International Drive in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And uh, full of restaurants. I mean, if you want to go to a nice restaurant, there there are a lot of nice ones out there. You've got a lot of choices um, there, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's basically the tourist strip in in Orlando. And um, we had gone to a Japanese uh, restaurant there, supposed to be a really nice one, and it was a, a pricey one too. We uh, we went to this restaurant, were seated, and uh, we got about as far as ordering the soup, and it all went downhill from there. I mean, from that point on, they completely forgot about us. Wow. And we had called the the waitress over a couple of times, and she said, well, they're still working on it, and, and, you know, we'll get back to you. And we waited and waited some more. Finally, I had to flag down a manager, and he says, oh, well, let me check. They're still waiting. We were there for uh, over an hour. Just waiting on your food? Oh, waiting, waiting for the food. We, we got the soup. And that was it. And um, and the rest of the order just never came. And so finally they came back. Well, finally, after we kept badgering them, uh, somebody finally came and said, well, uh, let me check. It looks like they didn't do the order. We'll, we'll go back and put it in. And it was getting late by that time, and they were getting ready to close. Now, we had to be at the condo at a certain time, mm-hmm. and that didn't really happen because we got out so late from this restaurant. What happened was basically they never brought the food. And we finally got up and left. We got up and left. <laughs> and, and we left the soup there, didn't leave the tip. We just walked out. And um, at that time, it was about 10 o'clock at night, and just th- there wasn't much else open in the area that we were staying in. We had left International Drive at that point, and we went to the condo and, and nothing else around there except fast food places. So I had, I had to drive around. So you looking going for a Burger King drive-through. I wound up going, th- yeah. I wound <laughs> up going through a fast food uh, restaurant drive-through, ordering something and bring it back, and um, we wound up eating hamburgers in our condo, and that was that was our uh, uh, great uh, great weekend. Well, that, that and, restaurant obviously had an efficiency issue. Oh, they definitely had an efficiency uh, an efficiency issue because had they had had something like radios on them, they could have been in touch with the kitchen right away. Mm-hmm. And the first time that I asked, what's the status of the order? They could have been right there, radioed the kitchen, what's the status of the order? 
come back and say, hey, you know what, the order's not ready yet. And we could have made a decision early on as to what we were going to do at that point instead of having to sit there and wait over an hour um, for but people to come back and forth and go back point. and forth. Every time somebody has to go and check on something for you, that's an opportunity for that person to get distracted and forget about a customer request. And that's exactly what they did to us. On your way to the kitchen to check on an order for a customer, someone else may ask you a question or ask you to get a refill. And, you know, a waiter or waitress may get distracted and, and forget all about that first person. Whereas if you can handle it right away with a radio or with instant communications, you increase your efficiency. I've had other instances where we're waiting for our food, and it comes to the window, you know, the, the pickup window. Mm-hmm. And I've even had situations where, from my vantage point, I can see the pickup window. And I know that's our order sitting there, and the waitress has gone off on break or something. Right. And it sits there for, you know, four or five minutes, and then somebody comes and brings it. I could have walked up there and picked it up myself and brought it over, and I'd be eating. I'd be done with it by the time she came back and, and served it. And sometimes it's come to us lukewarm. Right. You know, not very hot at all anymore. Um, well, there's a lot of systems that restaurant owners have to choose from for, um, I guess, letting someone know when an order is ready. Mm-hmm. There, there are, are boards where um, – Cook staff can press a button that, I guess, corresponds to a table to let someone know when an order for that table is ready. But I think radios are probably one of the best overall options because you can have everyone in communication with each other. Um, and everyone's on the same page. And, you know, people don't have to leave the floor to find out what's going on. Everyone knows what's happening. They can be in constant contact with the kitchen, with the management. You know, if there's a problem at the table or anywhere – Call the manager. He's right there. And you don't really want to give all of your cooks individual radios, but setting up something like a wireless intercom or a base station yep. in the, the kitchen area when an order is up and they're, they're sitting it on um, at the window, they yep. can press a button on the base station and say 22. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a good way to handle it. Yeah, then you probably wouldn't have sat there for an hour in a restaurant and waited for your food. Huh? Uh, it just depends. I mean, it, 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 I don't like, you know, nobody likes bad service, but I don't like to gripe too much either. You know, I think the, my ultimate insult or complaint mm-hmm. to that restaurant is I won't come back. You yeah, know? I'm with you. I'm, yeah, I'm not likely to, to complain if I get bad service. I'm probably I'll just not going to go back. I'll still tip the waiters. You know, she did her job. It might have been poorly, but I'll still tip the waitress. I'll pay my bill. And, you know, I've got a handful of restaurants in Charlotte that, you know, I go to on a regular basis because I know I'm going to get good service. And you know what? I think three or four out of the five of them use radios. Mm -hmm. And it it definitely benefits their business. It adds something to the the service overall. I go to a restaurant that offers valet parking. It's free, free valet parking. And I've seen them use radios for that. That's well, the, and they do. They use the the whole restaurant. It's a two story restaurant. They use radios, and it's always a long line in there. People just flock to this restaurant. You park your car. You drop your car off at valet. You give. They give you a ticket. You go inside. When you're done with your meal, you walk up to the receptionist. Give her your your card. She calls valet and says, key number 2525 is ready. 
So by the time you walk, by the out time the doors, I walk out there, my car's out there. Yeah, you know? see that's and the, it's it's a good return on investment because the more people you can get in that door to sit their their tails down and eat, the more money that restaurant's going to make. It's not just that, but it's also the repeat business. As you mentioned a few moments ago, and it's a fact, it's a statistical fact that nine out of ten people that don't like something. They're just going to silently walk away from it and take their business elsewhere. Right. It's it's only the 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 one out of ten that are going to actually be vocal. So if you're getting you know if, if you've got ten customers and and one of them's being vocal, uh, you you want to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. But but if they're not saying anything, that doesn't necessarily mean everything is great. You know, one day you you. You know, you open the doors, you find nobody's coming to your restaurant anymore. Uh, that's a bit late to find out you've got a problem. <laughs> well, as we all know, word of mouth is the best uh, best advertising anything can get. You yeah. Know? So if I go and I tell, you know, get on Facebook or get on, you know, tell some friends, that, you know, out and about that the service at this restaurant was just awful, I would never go. There. Well, that's just, you know, that's. 50 people that will never step foot in that door, you know, oh, yeah. and, and then, you know, you're not the only person that has that complaint. Um, so eventually you, you lose business. But if you, you know, these five places that I go to in Charlotte, you know, I brag about them. And like I said, three or four of the five, they all use radios. And so basically the solution ball boils down to one thing is, is that's good communication. That's right. With most industries that we deal with, two-way radios will pay for themselves over a, a period of time. I think with restaurants, that period of time is much shorter than most other industries. And Motorola, Kenwood, the big manufacturers have done studies, and they've shown this. They've got research to back this up. Radios will pay for themselves in no time and increase profit and happier customers um, in the restaurant industry. So let's look at some of the advantages here. We've got instant direct communication between uh, managers, employees, everybody on the floor and behind the scenes. Um, It it introduces a heightened awareness and a sense of urgency to every task. If everybody's in in the loop, so to speak, everybody knows what's going on, that does, you know, give you a, a heightened sense of urgency to whatever has to be done. That results in shorter wait periods, right? Right. And faster response times. You know, there's no waiting for the food, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, sitting at the window. Um, and that, that means you have to throw away less food. You get minimal uh, reorders, and, and you reduce waste, and that saves money. Exactly, exactly. So pretty much the thing is the wait staff doesn't necessarily have to leave the floor to go anywhere. The managers can be on the floor immediately if there's a problem. Um, so pretty much overall, that – the combination of all those factors you mentioned every minute counts and all those minutes add up so you multiply a minute by every the number of tables in a restaurant that's mm-hmm. a lot of time that you could save every day every night mm-hmm. and so if you can reduce that average time required to turn the table as you said before you'll turn more tables and, and it's a win-win because that yeah. that's the same thing that makes you more money turning tables makes customers happy as well because they're they're not sitting there waiting they're not have experiences like you had mm-hmm. on your anniversary so the final result of that would be a satisfied customer good reviews and, and an improved reputation which all three of those help your business and your bottom line the, and you're talking about the return on investment or the ROI 
they pretty much uh, quickly pay for themselves just just from the increase in efficiency. That's, That's the most important thing for a restaurant owner to realize. When, when we do cold calls and when we talk to restaurant owners, that's the most important thing that we try to get across is these radios are going to pay for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's been proven time and time again. What are uh, some of the types of radios that, uh, that are good to use for, for restaurants? The smaller, the better. As far as types of radios, you definitely want to go with a business radio. You're going to need an earpiece, probably something like a D-ring style earpiece or um, an earbud. If you're looking at the XLT product line, look at the DR100s and the EB200s. Those are two of our more popular earpieces. As far as the radios themselves, you don't need a lot of range. Restaurants are typically small as far as range needs. So you want to go with a radio that's as small as possible. The Motorola CLS series and the Kenwood TK3230 are by and large the most popular choices for restaurants. Motorola also has a CLP series, which is really designed with restaurants in mind those currently are not available. It's going to be a couple of more weeks before we have them in stock, but they're also great choices. I believe we're going to review one of the CLP radios later in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, the Motorola's, uh, the Kenwood TK... Uh, the Kenwood TK3230, 3230. the Motorola CLS 1110, CLS 1410, and um, also the Motorola CLP 1010 and CLP 1040. Those are new radios or they're being updated by Motorola. They were were out for around six months. Motorola pulled them for around nine months, and now they're getting ready to be reissued with some improvements. So um, smart move maybe to wait a month or so, see what kind of customer feedback we get on those. Mm-hmm. But uh, if everything goes the way we think it's going to go, those are going to be the most popular radios in restaurants and retail stores. And so basically for the accessories, the earbud with the push-to-talk mic uh, or the earring, surveillance earpieces, do they really need them? I don't recommend surveillance earpieces for restaurants just because a lot of times you have earpieces being shared between shifts. One person that uses an earpiece will have to hand it off to the next person. And with surveillance earpieces, there's a mushroom tip that actually goes inside the ear, so that's not really good um, uh, sanitary-wise for sharing. If you're going to purchase a earpiece for every one of your employees, a surveillance earpiece becomes an option. But even then, with something inside your ear, you're cutting off your hearing. On yeah, if one you're side. at the table trying to hear an order, it's, it's going to be tougher for you to to really pick yeah. up that. My experience has been I've seen a lot of the the management usually wears the surveillance earpiece. Uh, that's been my experience. That makes sense because there's yeah. less customer interaction it's, and more right. radio interaction. So, Well, oftentimes, too, the managers are in the back, and, and in the back, it can be pretty noisy back there, and uh, it would be easier for them to hear what's going on in a surveillance earpiece mm-hmm. if it's blocking out some of that extraneous noise in the back. So for for the wait staff on the floor and, and the other personnel on the floor, a D-ring or an earbud is probably better. For the managers, probably the, the surveillance earpiece. That makes sense. Right. Um, also, for the kitchen, something like the Jobcom by Rytron, mm-hmm. which is an intercom, that's a good choice. That can mount on the wall and press a button, speak into it, 
and uh, anything that they say into this intercom will go out over the radio system. So that that would be a good way to notify everyone when an order is up. Yeah. Okay. Any other uh, thoughts on on using radios in Russia? You know, I, there is one other thing: um, multi-unit chargers. When you're working with staff and, and you're issuing, you know, radios out to people. Um, Rather than just having everything on individual chargers, maybe just buy a multi-charger for all those radios. Yeah, that's a good point. Things get kind of messy. If you're dealing with, you know, 20 or 30 radios and you have 20 or 30 individual chargers sitting somewhere. It's a lot of power strips. A lot of power strips, Mm -hmm. a lot of wires. Uh, A six-unit multi-charger is going to keep things a lot more neat and organized. And uh, with the CLP series, you can even hang those on the wall. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Keeps them even even uh, more out of the way. Well, now the CLS series radios, um, Motorola is doing a promotion right now with the CLS series uh, radios and a free multi charger or free radio. That's right. You so buy six radios and you can choose either a free radio or a free multi charger. So that can save you some more money if you're purchasing radios for your restaurant. And I believe that's also available in the RDX and DTR series. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, that makes them a good buy. And, and that uh, runs through the end of this year. Yeah, through December, December 31st, 2011. Okay. Well, coming up, we have a review of the Motorola CLP 1040 two-way radio. Is it a good choice for restaurants? Well, we'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. Buy Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. This week, we're going to review a small, lightweight business radio from Motorola, the CLP-1040. Uh, the Motorola CLP-1040, new, uh, kind of a new radio. It was introduced um, about this time last year. I think it's a little older than that. Maybe we had a lot of anticipation, a lot of buildup for yeah. this radio, too. So there was months of its coming, and we're taking pre-orders for it. Then it came out, and uh, it was very popular. We sold a lot of them, and then it got pulled for, um, I believe, nine months. Yeah, they, they, they've pulled it, and uh, we'll have them available in the next couple weeks, but they've, they've done some, some tweaking. It's like anything else new that comes out. I mean, you see it with cell phones. You see it with cars. You know, they first time they come out, you know, they figure out the bugs, and they get them out. But uh, 
we had a great response with this radio. Um, at first glance, it appears it looks like a cell phone. It looks like a, a closed, you know, cell phone. I mean, it's it's about three and a half inches tall and weighs with the battery um, about two point three ounces. That's nothing. Wow. Yeah, that's that's. And um, it, it doesn't look like a two-way radio at all. Yeah, no. I was just going to mention that it really doesn't. It's yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't. Like I said, first glance, people are like, "What? What is this thing?" I like this radio. You know, it comes with the. It, it has to be used with a headset, so it's perfect for the restaurant industries. It's mm-hmm. perfect for dental offices. It's perfect for. Uh, anywhere where you need it, you need a headset. Retail stores, retail you stores like it too. Retail stores. As a matter of fact, I had a retail store that was wanting a bunch of these because it looks, it's kind of stylish looking, and and, and they they like the fact that it was didn't look like the big bulky two way radio. It was mm-hmm. kind of stylish looking. It's um, extremely light too. It's, yeah, it, it doesn't weigh much. Two at and all. a half ounce, less than two and a half ounces is, is incredible. You, you you wouldn't even know. That's right. You had this radio on so light, and they've accomplished that by getting rid of the speaker. Yes, and it's it's headset only, so the speaker's gone because of that. They can make it a lot smaller and a lot lighter. Well, they have this huge button on it, which makes it really simple for anybody to operate. Well, you got two ways to to transmit. You can either a push the push to talk on the actual the radio itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the headset plugs into the top. You can either push that. You know, if it's on your your belt or whatever the case may be. Um, but they you, they also have a push to talk in the in the that goes in the lapel area. Um, the microphone's in there, and um, comes with a really comfortable earpiece. I like the earpiece that they've done with it. It's kind of out of the ear earbud type, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. And wraps around the real soft rubber, wraps around the ear, stays in place. Good sound out of them. Very comfortable. This radio comes in a one channel or a four channel option. We're talking about the CLP 1040, which is the four channel option. All the channels are basically color-coded. Yeah, I really like what That's innovative with this radio. That's right. Normally, you have channel 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, with this radio, you pick a color for a channel, like channel orange, channel blue, mm-hmm. channel red. And the Motorola logo on the outside of the radio glows the color of the channel that that's you right. want. Hmm. So if you're a manager in a restaurant, you can look and visually tell if one of your waiters is on the wrong channel huh yeah that's uh i, I like that because you know you can look over and i'm trying to get hold of jimmy where's jimmy at he's, you know, i know he's got a radio we're all on blue well he's on orange mm. oh okay yeah that's why he's not hearing me let me flip to orange real quick and tell jimmy to switch back to to blue um <laughs> but uh no the, these are basically uhf business frequencies right yes they're fully compatible with they basically use the same frequencies as the the uh, CLS series radios. Um, you know, it's basically its brother radio there. Mm-hmm. Kenwood thirty two thirty thirty two thirties. You have a fleet of those, and you want to switch to this radio. You don't have to do any reprogramming unless you you've custom programmed your current radios. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they've done with the radio. I know I've got a ton of people wanting this radio. We get people pre-ordering these things like crazy right now. We've had some real high-end retail stores buying these. Um, you know, dentist offices, doctors offices, um, and it's perfect for restaurants. You know, I think this uh, 
battery life. It's a lithium rechargeable battery. It's it's it they average out about twelve hours, which that'll usually get you through a typical shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all depends on how much you're communicating. You know, if you're a really busy restaurant you, and you're constantly sending and receiving, you may get a little less. You know, you may get right at it. But uh, uh, like I said, I'm excited for this radio to finally get back here. A full line of accessories for it. You know, you basically get your your radio. Uh, you get your your headset with it. Um, it comes with a, a swivel belt clip that you know kind of looks like the old cell phone belt clips that the yeah. radio sits inside that and it swivels. Uh, the lithium battery, the single unit charger. One of the accessories that I like for this, and I think they had a lot of um, women in mind mm-hmm. because a lot of times if you go to a restaurant, they're maybe wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have anywhere really to clip a. They've got a magnetic clip, basically. They can That's put the neat. clip on the magnet on the inside, and that that radio can sit there on their side. You know, instead of having to carry the radio the whole night or, or whatever the case may be. Be interested to see if they they come out with other options for the headsets. They're pretty limited. Uh, at least they were the first time around. Yeah, and and this uses a different connector than previous radios, so you can't use your CLS right. series or Kenwood headsets with this radio. It's a special headset. And there's not a lot of headset options. Fortunately, the, the style of headset they have seems to be the most popular. Yeah, I, I really like it. We carry it for the we carry that headset. As a matter of fact, for to fit the CLSs and and whatnot as well. Now, the other thing about this radio that you know anyone considering might want to consider, you know, the right radio for the right job, is that it's not exactly the most rugged radio out there. It's small, it's lightweight, but it's not really meant to be. Out yeah, you, there in the field, it's it's meant for. You're not going to use it indoor, if, you're, con- you if you're doing construction. You yeah. Know. yeah, don't expect to drive a truck over this radio. For <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah it's, but it doesn't have the screen on it. You know, a lot of people don't want a screen because it's just one more thing to crack or go bad. Or and it, um, it is important to say that this this radio is built to military specs because it's so so lightweight. It will withstand those drop tests from uh, very high heights and things, just because there, there's not a lot of weight in the radio to cause damage when it falls from a, a high place so um you know drop the radio it'll be fine step on it yeah I don't, I don't think drop I want it to try into to a on it pot it. of boiling soup probably not will it blend <laughs> <laughs> exactly will the clp 1040 blend well I'll, I'll have to but these uh these run uh the the 1040s run right at 219 dollars for the four channel radio and like i said that includes everything you need um mm-hmm. you know some I've had some folks go, oh, it seems really high. Well, even if you go buy a CLS or a TK3230 and you still want a headset, you got to buy a headset yeah. you know, to go that's with it. Right. This is coming with it. The four-channel at 219, that's a, let's see, compared to a, a CLS 1410 at 160 plus $30 for a headset, you're, you're in the same ballpark. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the uh, CLP 1040? Nope. I, 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 Excited for it to finally get here. I've been waiting, waiting quite a while, and I've got a lot of people waiting. Been waiting quite a while patiently. And because we don't have it, we're not really going to speak to audio quality and things like that today. We want to, mm-hmm. to reserve judgment for you know when they get here. Well, believe one, that'll be one of the first things we do. We'll, we'll get them Testing in, and we'll we'll test them throughout the building here, and you know we'll crank up the music to see on the outside here to see how loud if we can hear and whatnot in a loud environment and we'll test the sound quality and so we can give you a when you call in to 
inquire about your radios, we can say, yeah, this CLP, the sound quality is great. It's range is decent. Battery's great. We could tell you all this, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll do it on another episode of the the two way radio show. We'll take another look and and talk yeah, about quality good idea. and yeah. sound. Be a good idea. Okay. Well, we have some uh, questions and comments from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Okay, and the first one comes from John, and um, he's talking about the CLS 1110. Um, He was uh, responding to uh, the previous episode, episode 21, Haunting with uh, Radios, and we were talking about using the CLS 1110 with, uh, with haunts. Right. He says, um, I find the speaker audio is terrible. With a headset, the audio is acceptable, but barely. We use them at work. Yuck. The battery life is astounding, as you mentioned. I use my uh, Wuxun radio at work now. Still need a headset due to chatter. But still, thankfully, the Wuxuns are Part 90 commercial type accepted. As a commercial radio, honestly, they were made consumer grade. Sad thing is, I can get an amateur radio with many more features at half the price as one of these. Uh, That's from John. Um. Well, the, the audio quality on the CLS 1110 isn't the, the biggest reason you would want to use that radio for a haunt, right? We were talking about in that episode. The, the biggest benefit to the CLS series is the size. And in making such a small, lightweight radio, there's some trade-offs. You're not going to be able to make a radio that's as durable as, say, a Motorola RDX series, which is the, mm-hmm. the step up from the CLS. Um and most people that use the CLS series radios use them with headsets where the, the speaker quality isn't going to be too big of a concern. Um, I would say that the, the quality of that radio is a step above consumer grade, but definitely if you're holding a RDX series radio or a Vertex or an ICOM in one hand and a CLS in the other, that CLS is going to feel a little flimsy. But I think that's what Motorola is going for with that series. That, that series is supposed to be small and lightweight. And um, there are some things it has to give up in being small and lightweight, but you know it's it's right for certain industries. Once again, the right radio for the right job. I mean, obviously the CLS radios are designed more for the lighter weight work. And when we were talking about CLS radios and used for haunts specifically, that's what they're doing. They're using headsets with them. They're not using the speakers. In that case, the speaker is pretty much irrelevant at this point and th- there's um, a lot of, of major retailers and major restaurant chains that have compared a lot of different radios and chosen the the CLS series and th- there's a lot we talk to people every day who are very happy with the CLS series and wouldn't even consider going with anything else and I can see and I'm, I'm not sure what John does as a profession but I could see where there are a lot of professions out there where a CLS radio would not be a good fit you know, because they're maybe either outside, they're, you know, they work in the field, construction, uh, you know, whatever it is they're doing, you know, a warehouse work where you need, you know, there's a lot of noise going on. And, and the speaker on those little CLS radios are just not um, sufficient for those types of areas. Well, it sounds like, just judging from John's question, it sounds like he has a lot of background with radios and, you know, is probably an above average user as far as radio knowledge. So, you know, somebody that's got a lot of experience with radios, you're not going to be, be a little happy more with, critical. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be happy with the CLS series, but I think there's a place for it. 
there's a there's a place for most everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next question comes from Jerry. Uh, he says, uh, I'm taking a seven-day cruise with two other people, uh, snowbirds. We want to take talky ship side, but output is 5 watts and 10 miles. FB300 sounds okay, but will it be enough watts? Uh, that's from Jerry. He's looking to take radios on a cruise ship? Yeah, he's uh, taking a seven-day cruise, and uh, he's looking at the FB300s. I would not recommend the FB300 for a cruise ship that... The wattage um, on that radio is about uh, a tenth of a watt, I believe, mm-hmm. and your your range is going to be very, very limited with that. I would look at some of the higher-end radios. If you like the Motorola line, look at the MR350, uh, that series, because you're going to get a little more than a watt with those radios. Also, there's uh, the Midland series, which is going to give you even more power. The Midland GXT1000 is around a 5-watt radio. So if, if you're looking for the best range on a cruise ship, I would go with something more higher end. You're not going to be happy with an FV300 because it's not going to penetrate the floors of a cruise ship very well. I think we did an episode on yep. uh, of the show. We did one uh, recently, Cruising with Radios. I might want to go back, Jerry, and, um, and review that episode because we did cover that quite a bit, and, and we went over some of the issues involved with, with using some of the low-powered radios with cruise ships. Okay, well, that pretty much uh, wraps it up for the questions and comments this week. Uh, send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Zoom, Marketplace, Blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. Anything else before we go? Any other comments? I don't think so. I think everybody's hungry. You want to go to a nice restaurant? And Sounds like you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always hungry. Um, hope they're using radios. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445. That's 1-800-584-1445. Or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. <laughs>